What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Oh, we had a fun time recording the show this week. As I mentioned on last week's show, this week, we got a lot of beer news. Uh, I had a lot of stories stored up, and so we got a lot of news, talk a lot about beer in this one. And plus, Sorcerer Chromatic has his cold brew list, the top five, and the lowest five of the states that drink the most and least amount of beer per gallon, per capita, in the U.S. So that's kind of fun. And I tried a new way to stay awake. Um, I thought it was better than, than Red Bull. I thought it was better than coffee. I thought it was even better than no-dose. I don't even know if people still take no-dose anymore. But nevertheless, I was happy with it. It worked for me. And let me know if it works for, works for you too. Email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of me and the show and Sorcerer Chromatic is on Instagram. DM us, coldbrewpodcast. And don't forget to follow us on Untapped so you can see what we drink before the show comes out. All right. So without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Wasn't born for digging deep holes. I'm not made for paving long roads. I ain't cut out to climb high line poles, but I'm pretty good at drinking beer. Coming at your pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. Quick turnaround, man. Was it two days? Between uh, yes. recordings, okay. but but we we have a lot to talk about. I have a lot of news stories. They they've been building up. So, yeah, just a little bit. All right, so let's get to the beer then, shall we? Sure. All right, so today I have in front of me from our good friends Upland, Upland, up in Portland, Maine. From Definitive Brewing Company, I have their Cellar Echoes. It is a double dry hopped uh, IPA, 8.2% alcohol by volume, and that's all I could find at the moment. I'm I'm trying to vamp and trying to find more and more about it. So uh, I'm just gonna open it up and let you take the floor, and then once I come back, um, I'll have a little bit more info. What do you got? All right. So those of you that have been listening all along know I'm still searching for the perfect summer lager to uh, enjoy. And it brought me to a offering from our friends at Bear Bottle. Ooh, I love Bear Bottle. Uh, German Pilsner. Remember, Pilsner does qualify as lager. Right. Their Wonder Garden. Hmm. Wonder Garden. Can I? Anyway, uh, awesome thing about Bear Bottle that we talked about is they put everything on their beer. So the notes are, discover a happy garden of aromatic noble hops and craft malt. This wonderful German Pilsner is in full bloom. All right, now, that info, I'll just go with the main vitals. Uh, the original gravity, 1.0 or 6. Final gravity, 1.006. I'd be used 24 and a half or 24.5. So uh, the SRM is 3.1 and the ABV is a 5.3. Mm. Um, so without any further ado, Papa. All right. I love the uh, Bear Bottle. I've had plenty of their IPAs, um, maybe a couple of their lagers, but I can't say I've had that one. Hopefully, it'll be your lot. <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right. I found a little bit more on this Cellar Echoes. Uh, it's brewed with Mosaic, Simcoe, Mosaic, Cryo, and Simcoe Cryo hops, uh, hop varieties. The saturated hop bill lends intense flavors of ripe melon and sticky mango. Now, before I even found this, I took a sip. And I knew exactly there was <laughs> there was like some mango and some melon in it. I fucking love this beer, man. I already know I'm going to rate this really fucking high. This is right up my wheelhouse. Or should I say alehouse when it comes to 
the juicy IPA. <laughs> this is fucking almost perfect for me, dude. Almost, almost. It's a little. I think it's the alcohol, but it's a little warm, and which is fine. Um, but it's definitely not a day crusher. This is more of a sipper, and um, you know, fall in love with the beer more than uh, just crush it and move on to the next one. Word. Um, all right. So, how's your beer treating you? Right away, it's interesting because it's uh, the upfront uh, maltiness and a little bit of sweetness. Kind of reminds me of, of like an IPA style. However, there's no bitterness to it. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it's got those front end aromatics of a of an IPA, which right. you know, well, in the nose the aromatics is normally the hot. However, that's not the case really because the, the 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 bitterness on it is, isn't that high where it would register like a like a hoppy IPA. Right. So you're waiting for that that bitter, but it never arrives. But you still get all the right. floral. Uh, notes in the front yeah very interesting huh that's yeah. kind of funny i say that they're really good at ipas and then their lager tastes like an ipa <laughs> huh. all right we will rate these beers later during our untapped segment on the show just uh search us on search cold brew podcast on untapped and friend us and we'll friend you back but right now it's time for the beer news. First story on deck comes to us from Fortune. And the headline reads, Dogfish Head rolls out fermentation and gastration. The turducken of beers, they say. Yeah. So Sam C., the brewer, the... Sam C. and the brewers at Dogfish Head Craft Brewery have never been afraid to explore the weird side of beer, but they might have outdone themselves this time. This brew draws inspiration from a rose-scented sake, you know, the wine, a honey and date mead, a bitter, sweet, hard cider, and a muscat wine, and a rustic farmhouse ale. So essentially, says Sam C., it's five separate threads of beer, each of them kind of inspired by different recognizably traditional fermented beverage. To me, this is like an adult gobstopper. Like the candy. Just 1,000 bottles of this. Every last one? (laughs) Unfortunately, no. This is a limited edition. Uh, They just brewed 1,000 bottles of this. Uh, amalgamation which was made in conjunction with gastro obscura and are being released nationwide with sales happening exclusively on givethembeer.com a craft beer gift basket retailer a 500 milliliter bottle will run 25 dollars so get givethembeer.com you could buy your very own fermentation and gastration that's what they call it (laughs) that's a mouthful to say now let's see here. Uh, the the person here who wrote the article was able to try it, and according to this person's palate, uh, the sake nose notes hit your tongue first, followed by the sweetness of the mead. The cider and wine elements didn't stand out to me personally, but those could have been helping push the mead's honey sweetness to the top of my palate. Finally, the earthy farmhouse ale taste ride the uh, rides the finish. It's a 10% alcohol by volume, notes Sam C, and it will sell her well. He recommends pairing it with an actual turducken, <laughs> or if that's not something you make, it will work work well with a turkey burger. So that's coming out of Dogfish Head, so check that out. Here's another story I want to talk about, because uh, that was just in the Phoenix Sky Harbor, that's the name of the airport over here in Phoenix. Um, because of that, I had bought a couple beers, you know, I told you my flight got pushed back and so I ended up, um, having to eat there and I know the, the secret formula on how to get reimbursed through my company for, for beer. And I had a couple beers, but it wasn't as expensive as some New York airport beers. Here's the headline from Business Insider. New York airports banned from charging customers up to $28 for a beer. Can you imagine paying 20 bucks for a beer? 
Just one? Just the one, a single beer. New York airports will be banned from charging up to $28 for a single beer after an audit by the state's port authority. There you go. <laughs> what about, like, what if you bought the beer at the duty-free shop? Oh, man, usually they, they don't, I don't, I've never seen beer, but you could buy, like, whiskey there. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just joking. <laughs> well, let me see here. I like to st- shop at the duty-free shop. Or is it stop? <laughs> Remember the, the Seinfeld? Oh, okay. I think it's shop. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. An audit by the Port Authority Office of the Inspector General, the OIG, found 25 customers were charged indefensible amounts between $23 and $27 for a seasonal beer at LaGuardia Airport. The audit was instigated by a tweet in July of 2021 when Cooper Lund, Cooper Lund, showed a list of beers that included a Sam Adams Summer Ale draft. I think they mean draft. Priced at $27.85. The beers were subject to a 10% COVID-19 recovery charge that didn't go to employees. At the time, the city reported that the Port Authority had asked OTG, that's on-the-go management, that's the name of the company that runs most of the concessions, or owns most of the concessions at the New York airports, including LaGuardia, JFK, and Newark airports. Um, to audit its menu prices, including a $28 Sam Adams, which the company said was a mistake in a follow-up tweet. They said it was supposed to be, is supposed to be priced at $18.15. Uh, let's see here. Because of these posted pricings, hiccups, our in-house menus will have diligently working to insert pricing across all restaurants are in fact rendering correctly. The policy will cap beers in New York airports at local off airport quote street prices plus a 10% concession. So it should be 10% over street value. So let's say a, a $7 pint should be what like about 8 bucks maybe. 7.70, 8 bucks. I think that'd be fair. $8 pint better than the stadium prices. Right. They should be a I don't know, they should be like a law. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know they 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 have you because they're you're in, you pass TSA and they have you, dude. They you can't go anywhere if you want a beer, one on wine. You, you you know you can't can't go anywhere else. <laughs> you know more or less. So you don't have you to drink the cool? beer. Yeah, like, not well, not the airport obviously because that might be hard. But like um, what you call um, like a a, a baseball game or, or a football game or something like that where. Like, in order to uh, kind of manage costs and, and whatnot and, uh, and still make profit, like, if you could buy tickets and also buy, like, prepaid drink tickets. Oh, okay. Kind of like uh, like some airlines do. Okay. Well, yeah, the Southwest <laughs> gives you the little voucher. Yeah. But that's no, what but, I mean. But what I'm, yeah, go ahead. What, what I'm saying is, like, so you go to a game and, mm-hmm. like, beer's, like, what, like 15 bucks, right? Yeah. But if when you bought your tickets, you prepaid for X amount of beers, and like now that drink ticket costs you nine bucks. Oh, okay. So the discount uh, for pre-purchasing. Exactly. Okay. Now, would you be limited to that amount, or could you then, after you're done with whatever you prepaid for, you could buy more at the stadium? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see on that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what I'm trying to say is uh, to to really uh, look beer prices are outrageous. For yeah. what for what they for what beer really costs to, to what they they sell it for they're 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 raking it in right now now to help now to help with costs I mean you know <laughs> money now is better than money tomorrow right yeah exactly and if you know you're gonna sell that beer that day or at least it's quote unquote spoken for I mean why not give them a break or you know what I mean a couple yeah. bucks off here and there and you know what it would also give the the stadiums or whatever venue you're um, that it's at, like a, a reasonable number of beers that they're going to sell or drinks they're going to sell, so they could have it on hand. Right, or or even again for class, not overbuy. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if the, what if at the end of the day they have like you know total within the stadium like ten extra kegs? You know, mm-hmm. that that could. Pos- I mean, granted they're going to use them, but eventually, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's it just kind of a 
I don't know, just a, a way to, to get it under control and still, you know, I, I get it. They don't want people getting smashed up their minds and, and causing a ruckus or even, you know, hurting themselves and others. Mm-hmm. However, it, it, it's kind of a, you know, the whole, you know, go to the ballpark, get a, get a hot dog and a beer. That, that shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you can do it with food too. There you go. Yeah, the the whole concessions thing, and you know what? And to 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 make sure you know people actually use it. Yeah. If either you 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 use it or you lose it for that game. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like that, and that engages you. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Not only you know is your ticket you know X amount of dollars, but the money that you are also spent that day is is mm-hmm. uh, is is <laughs> gone. So, yeah. Yeah. You use it or lose it. It's budget. You budget it. Right. I like this. I like this idea. We should. Who should we? Who should we contact <laughs> to see um, if this could work? Well, we need to scale small and go up. So uh, we'll contact the A's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's leave. Yeah, they got. Yeah. They, they think it like like around three thousand people a game. I, they haven't improved. I, I saw those tweets a while ago from like a month ago. No. Oh man. That- Oh man! All right. Well, let's move on then. I think uh, I think your young your daughter's uh, tired of this subject. My co-host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our co-host. <laughs> All right, yeah. next one. Uh, this is uh, my be- side yeah. note. Side note. Yeah, I didn't say it this time, but yeah, uh, my youngest daughter is in the room with me while we're podcasting. Very and nice. Technically, my older daughter is as well because I have the baby monitor on her as she is taking nap. Oh, okay. Nap time. Very important. Very important for uh, youngins. So something that your daughter, it maybe even my daughter, both your daughters and mine, uh, might be into uh, in the future. I don't know how you. How do you feel about NFTs, man? I don't understand them, you know. But <laughs> I, I know this. Yeah, I, I know this. I know this. It's only worth how much someone would give it to, or how much yeah. someone would give. Uh, how much? I will pay you for it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I knew you were trying to say. I agree, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure you maybe already came to the conclu- conclusion that these things aren't going away. The uh, NFTs are here to stay. So be it. I I mean yeah I I'm not saying that they're going to be as highly valuable as they when they first got off onto the market. Jesus Christ! I know there's been a recent crash, but it doesn't mean that. It's not gonna rise back up. Kind of like you know, I I really wanna um I don't want to make the comparison because it's not the same. But like comic books, remember they they rose so high in value and then they crashed and then people realized right. okay these things aren't that valuable yet. Right. Um. So I I kind of liken it to that or even the baseball card oh, thing. Uh, but the the NFTs are you know you own them and you have them digitally, but you don't own you know you don't have them in your possession like they're not tangible but they're here to stay um even if you don't like them or not into them same with like uh, um crypto is the same thing um that thing that's here to stay and even met the metaverse even if you don't like it and are totally against it like i am i realize that it's it's not going anywhere and it's going to get bigger and it's going to be our kids are going to be into it anyway the reason i bring it up is because uh goose island is launching its first ever NFT collection. <laughs> is, it, is it an NFT beer? <laughs> yeah. Do you get the log on your phone to look at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at this beer. Nobody else owns this beer except for me. And I can't even enjoy it. Like, wait, did someone take a drink? Oh, did, <laughs> every, did I get hacked and someone took a sip? Every month someone comes out with the higher ABV beer. NFT <laughs> beer. Oh yeah, well mine's 86.3%. Or every month, it's it's aged another month in the barrel aging program. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to crack this open. It's say five years. Yeah. Five years. <laughs> yeah. uh, this whole thing was invented two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's beside the point. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the this article is calling them the the first major craft brewery, but we all we all know that they're not craft because by definition they're owned by AB and Bev, so they cannot be craft by definition. But I get their Bourbon County brand stout is still crafty though. I mean, let's 
be real, that's not something that um, it's still the the benchmark for for stouts for barrel aged stouts. I think definitely. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> definitely not the first. However, they they made it a thing. The right. thing it is today. Exactly. Um, the <laughs> oh man, I'm getting the death threat from founders. <laughs> Uh, let's see, here's a quote from President of Goose Island Beer Company, Todd Osman. Goose Island Bourbon County Stout is not only a local Chicago favorite, but globally known for setting the standard of barrel-aged stouts. Bourbon County brand stout has always had its finger on the pulse of culture and evolving consumer trends, so it's only appropriate we launch of our first ever NFT program. Osmond says Goose Island fans are a passionate community and he expects great interest in the new non-fungible tokens. That's what NFT stands for, in case y'all didn't know yet. Um, Other beer companies have initiated NFTs, but Goose Island is perhaps the most notable, see here it is, most notable craft brewery to do so. We see the Goose Island 2022 Barrel House Collection as an opportunity for first time and established BCS and new NFT fans to have the opportunity to own to join a new community and purchase digital collectibles of beloved BCS brand. So there you go. I'm not, you know, I don't own any NFTs. I am not going to go out on a limb and say I'll never own NFT NFTs, but I'm going to hold back a little bit. I just want to see what this whole market is all about. I have been uh right. I have been uh, entertaining the fact of buying crypto though lately. Oh really? Yeah, buying low, you know, like you know, maybe buying like a hundred of a penny crypto, and maybe one day it it goes high, and then I sell. Interesting. You know, you know, you know what I mean. I've done that with stocks before. Back in the day, I bought Sirius when it was like at fifteen cents, and then after it jumped up to like two dollars and fifty cents, and I sold it. I had like sixteen hundred shares of fucking Sirius at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that helped fund. Uh, my move out here to Arizona. So I mean, I, that's see, that's the thing is, is I don't put a lot in, but it, if I get a big return, I'm I'm jumping on it. You know, it, it's it seems like everyone jumps in whenever you know it's going up, and then they, but they buy high and sell low. But <laughs> you're supposed to buy low and sell high. Yeah, and I mean, I heard some bad stories about NFTs and, and especially a celebrity backed and endorsed NFTs. Right. I don't know if you saw, like, it was a UFC a couple months ago. What was it? The, uh, the, uh, the guy who talked about the trap, uh, the Smack Covington versus, uh, was it Masvidal again? Yeah. Anyway, like, everyone on the undercard was uh, shouting out a, uh, a, uh, an NFT guy, and, and, like, no one really heard of him. It's still, like, that weekend, you know what I mean? Oh okay, yeah. I I know there was some, and then they face some backlash from UFC for doing so, and then they go out and promote their own NFTs. I I didn't know about that, but I'm just hearing that the this, this NFT guy that they were chatting out was just like new to the game. But you know, it's it's all it it's almost like a it was a hype thing. Yeah. Or same thing. Those guys who did a uh, Happy Dad. Oh yeah, I remember Happy uh, Dad. The Elk Bros or Elk Boys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. They did an NFT program that turned out to be kind of uh, misleading. Yeah, and so yes, they they just want to get out there. They get create a hype, get their excuse me, get their money, and then they're out. Right. Um, but just uh, to go along this story, uh, Budweiser also launched a Dwayne Wade NFT to promote its non-alcoholic beer. Oh really? Yeah. So like I mentioned in the other story, Chicago or uh, Chicago, well Chicago brewery. What about- yeah. What about Dwayne Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, oh, totally, that's a wrong fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> that made your joke even better. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> hey, whatever you do, don't tell your daughter how I, I messed up on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you in the background. We should almost edit this out. Good. <laughs> no, it's too funny. It's too funny to edit out. Uh, no, boy, I mentioned that uh, Goose Island wasn't the first one to do, uh, first brewery to do NFTs, and 
Here's their parent company doing a uh, NFT for the Dwayne Wade, the Budweiser Zero, with Dwayne Wade all over the place. It's almost like uh, the ones are showing online. I don't know if these are the ones that are actually selling, but it's almost like he's posing for a coin. Like he's <laughs> he's gonna be on like a the nickel or the the quarter or something. Uh, like a profile? Yeah, it's all profile, and it looks like like a etched and everything. <laughs> Right. It, it doesn't look drawn. It looks etched. Um, okay, there's two more stories I got real quick. Um, speaking of the big boys, Molson Coors is coming out with their with barley milk. You know, there's all oh, right. Well, there's a formula shortage, so I can, I'm, I'm all ears right now. <laughs> there's barley milk. There's there's oat milk. You know, there's almond milk. Now there's gonna be barley barley milk. It's called Golden Wing, and it's a oh. plant based milk made from barley. You know, I. I, I just, you know, on a, just because I wanted to try it when I was at Costco, I was in the milk area and they don't have any lactose free milk. I'd have to buy like a lactose tablet because I usually buy the lactose free milk from the supermarket and it's like three or four times more than, than the regular milk. Yeah. And they had uh, oat milk. I'm like, eh, yeah. why not? I'll, I'll try it. It's, it's not the same. Um, but it it still works. It you still work. It use it. I mean, I mixed it with uh, some of that um, optimum nutrition, uh, the whey powder. I mixed it with that. Yeah. And so it tastes like chocolate milk. It still has the same consistency. I thought it was all right. Well, so, I think you say it was great. Like that's your new thing. Oh no no no! It's it, it's not bad. It's it. But have you I, tried soy milk? Yes. Oh yeah, I've tried soy milk. That's uh, that was the OG, right? The original non. Milk, milk. Oh, well, I thought goat's milk was, but oh it. yeah, that's it's true. Milk, but yeah, they, they... I, I was just wondering though, what, what were your thoughts, Mr. Lactose Intolerant, on soy milk? I, I've tried, uh, I've tried a few of them. I tried almond milk. I've tried oat milk. I haven't had soy milk like by itself, like like in cereal or something. Um, I don't think I've ever like had. If you that. were to have a bowl of cereal, if you were to have a bowl of cereal, what would your go-to option? Be? Oh, the no, lactose. The yeah, no, yeah. lactose free oh, milk. Oh, lactose free milk. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it still tastes like milk. Still, the mouth feels just like milk. It just, I don't have to worry about running to the bathroom five minutes later. <laughs> oh, man, whole milk. I remember whole milk destroyed me one time. I was like in my, in my late teens. <laughs> Forget about it. And then one more story I wanted to get to is Treehouse Brewing. You know, out there in. Massachusetts, you've, you've had Treehouse, right? Yeah. You've had uh, Julius? Yeah, we had the Julius on the show. Well, they are buying one of Massachusetts' most popular, um, or not the most popular country club, but they're buying a country club. They're turning it into a beer hall while continuing to operate the golf course and various other amenities. So, is it going to be. The Massachusetts are be excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so, Treehouse Country Club. It's called Tewksbury Country Club. It's you know they. they hey, don't wait, have... wait a minute. I I just I I, I met Maskell as a term of endearment. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I thought it was a joke. So. I think I think yeah, only I don't, need, I think only they can I don't call need themselves that. Running up on me in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like one of those things only they can call themselves that. Oh okay. Otherwise, it's it's it it's uh it's okay. taking yeah it's, it's a pejorative term. <laughs> Um, Treehouse Brewing is purchasing Tewksbury Country Club. I wonder if they're going to change the name to Treehouse Country Club because they could keep the same monogram. There you go. Um, see, from Mark Ginsburg and family, the company said in a statement posted on its website, in getting to know Mark and his team and in learning the history of the club, it was clear that they shared the same passion for great ex- experiences and the meticulous attention to detail that we do we will carry on their legacy and the full vigor and enthusiasm of treehouse brewing company so there you go you can actually get some really good craft beer at tewksbury country club starting soon it doesn't say exactly when they're going to take over or when they're going to um when the trend trend is going to be hella loaded on the golf course <laughs> Fuck, dude i wonder how much those uh you know the the beer girls who are driving around with the carts I wonder how much uh, that Julius is going to cost on the on the court or on the court on the course. All right, moving on. 
Oh, that's it. That's our. That's the last beer story I have for this week. You know what time it is? I think I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment, I'll call Brew, because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed we to oh. give you what give you need. So let me ask you this. What stage do you think drinks the most? Ooh, drink the most. I'm going to say um, my lovely state of California. And maybe... Um, well, I was going to say somewhere down south, but they probably drink more moonshine than anything. Why, why, why do you ask? Well, yeah, I meant, I meant beer. I'm sorry, too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, still, I, I still say California because there's a lot of us. All right. What do you mean? Uh, hey, I'm from there. I spent most of my life there. But you're not drinking here right now. <laughs> but if I was there, I'd be drinking. All right. Well, I have a count during COVID, uh, the, tw- the year of 2020, mm. on how much beer was consumed per adult by gallon. This is the, the so last year, right? And that you call it the last year? The last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do um, like a countdown uh, from, from, I guess it would be from uh, 40, 45 to 50, and then I do from 5 to 1. Okay. All right. So, on the on the five states that drink the least beer, number five is going to be your neighbors to the north, Utah. Oh, yeah, Utah. With their Zion curtains and everything, the low ABV. They're a religious right. state. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're still drinking that. 20 gallons per adult. Oh, okay. Pretty good. At number four on this list, they have the people of the Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. Wow, I thought Jersey, I thought New Jerseyans, New Jerseyans, they, I thought they liked beer. Or prefer uh, beer. I, I know they like to drink. Yeah. If the, if the show Jersey Shore taught us anything, they're all about the Red Bull and vodka. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what? If if that show was like popular today, I think they'd be drinking White Claw or Trulies or some kind of seltzer. Yeah, I, I think might... they'd be like doing that during the day. Yeah, like that'd oh. be like a soft drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh that'd yeah. Be the day pressure. Yeah. Then at night, turn up with uh, with uh, the hard stuff in in cocktails. Good point. Next. On this list is their neighbors to the north. Not the immediate north, but still north. Um, <laughs> Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, real quick. <laughs> Going back. Jersey was 20 gallons per adult. Connecticut is 19.8 gallons per adult. Huh. Wow. So they're more of like the, the gin and tonic then, huh? Hey, isn't that where cake is? Oh, no. That's not. Come <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. Number two, Home of the Wire, Maryland. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, then, again, they're probably more of spirits than beer, then, huh? Yeah, gotta be. Because it's, it's, yeah. it's not a crazy. They're, they're 19.7. So they're, they're, just, they're just by the, by the other one Brand. as well. So. And to finish is actually United States. But a district. Mm. Yeah, right there. DC. Yeah. Yeah, right next to Maryland is 18.2. Mar- so yeah, that is to interesting it. how. Uh, it's like in Maryland. Right there. In the, <laughs> yeah. Right there where uh, the, uh, the original colonies were, the people who wanted freedom aren't really drinking beer because they're folded. Oh, yeah. Well, they're past it. They are. They moved on. All right, so uh, moving on to the top five. Guess who number five is? California. Which is my argument. <laughs> no, number five is actually Vermont. Oh wow! From oh, that's what <laughs> that's where the drinkers are. Yeah. <laughs> Vermont is for drinkers. <laughs> the news. There you go. You know, Virginia's for lovers. Vermont is for drinkers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're at they're at thirty four gallons per adult. So hey, well, that's where the heady toppers out of, right? 
Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Uh huh. Okay, alchemy. Alchemy. That's right. Yeah. All right, we gotta go two for one here. Number number four, number three on the list. You're gonna have to guess though. It's the Battle of the Dakotas. <laughs> three and four are the Battles of the Dakotas. Yes. So both the Dakotas are on here. Uh-huh. Guess which order. Okay, so I have this is a 50-50 chance. So I'm gonna say, um, in order since you did five, number four is gonna be. Number four is going to be south, and number three is going to be north. You are correct, sir. Hey, now. All right. What do I win? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, at a um, uh, very, very, very respectable uh, 37.3 gallons per adult and a 37.5 gallons per adult, South Dakota and North Dakota are on the list. Now, my logic behind this is I would guess South Dakota has a bigger population okay yeah therefore it's harder to get a high number you know what I mean yeah so that's about it however uh, the Dakotas representing yeah and you know what there's very few people up there so it's and they have that one what's that one brewery up there Uh, shoot they're in Fargo damn it Uh, Drecker Drecker's a really good brewery out there you know these those, you you say Utah? I know Utah's got like Epic and Upslope and I'm gonna say Moab. Um, I think I only know those because I'm close by, but I can't. Out top of my head, I can't think of any New Jersey breweries or Maryland breweries. Oh, they have that that artisan place. I forgot what it's called. Artisanal or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, but when you Maryland said Maryland has Harpoon. Okay. Harpoon but 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 when you said like when you said um. Uh, I can't. Th- Vermont. I knew exactly with alchemy, right? When you said oh, yeah. Dakotas, I knew Drecker. You know, so there's some you know major breweries up there. That's I don't know if that's the reason, or if, uh, I'm just making a correlation. So there's no scientific proof. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. But I, I like your I like the, your train of thought. Oh, All yeah. right, moving on. For number two on the list is the great state of Montana. Oh yeah, Big Sky Brewing. It, There's another one with like three people in it. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, <laughs> but the Montana is forty-one point one gallons per adult. Damn. Respect right there. Yeah, them cowboys like to drink Budweiser, man. There you go. Yeah, this isn't just craft and brewery, right? This is just beer. This is beer, yeah. Yeah. And number one, any guesses? Number one, um, I I said California, so I'm just, I'll stick with it. It's California. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. It is actually New Hampshire. Oh wow, huh? I can't even think of a New Hampshire brewery. I know there's some out there, but these are just crap. I mean, like you oh. said, it's it's all beer. It's not just crap breweries. Right. Right, at a 41.5. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a lot. All right, hey, let's talk about this a little, a little fun. Like, uh, the, the Dakotas inspired me. Okay. So you have to guess. <laughs> okay. Who drinks more, North Carolina or South Carolina? Ooh, I'm going to say North because I know Asheville's in North Carolina. So that's my only, my only reason. All right. All right. Uh, you got that one. Wrong. Oh, it's okay. actually South Carolina. Huh. It's a yeah, by, by quite a bit. It's thirty-two and a half versus uh, twenty-five point eight. Okay, so that's like almost seven gallons per person difference. That's a exactly. wide margin. So you're gonna do Virginia and West Virginia now? Yes. Okay. You are. What do you think? Uh, let me guess. Uh, I'm gonna have to say it is. I think West Virginia uh, drinks more. You are correct. Sir. Hey, all right. Two out of three. Hey. <laughs> I'm looking at this map real quick. Yeah. And did you realize that there's parts in Virginia that are more west than West Virginia? <laughs> I'm sure someone had pointed out that out to me some yeah. sometime in my life, but I forgot. So it makes it funny this oh. time. Yeah. So West Virginia is uh, 27.8, while Virginia is 24.8. 
Oh, okay. Pretty close, though. Close. All right. Let's have it out. California or Arizona? <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to say Arizona because there's, there's less people. And by that, you are correct. Ah, see? Yeah. But are you doing your part? Are you drinking more than 27 gallons of beer a year? Oh, a day? <laughs> I don't know about a day. A week? <laughs> Uh, shit, I, I can't. No, not even a, week, a month, maybe. Yeah, no, I'm not a year. Oh, okay, all right. right. No, I'm yeah. doing. I do more yeah. than my part. Yeah, so Arizona is 27, and California is 24.5. Okay. Very good. I like that. That was a fun list. All right. Any other comparisons you want to make before we move on? Um, how about Texas thinks they're so big? What what just what yeah. number did they come in at? What rank? Oh, you know, I didn't know they don't have them all listed. They actually just have a map. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, then uh, let's but compare. They're te- right there. How about Texas to uh, uh, Florida? Ooh. Oh, wow. <coughs> Which one? Oh, well, I already kind of blew it. Texas <laughs> is 30. Texas is, is 31.9, while Florida is 24.5. Oh, wow. Florida's low. Lower than I thought. It's all the retirees, man. They're not. They're not pounding like they used. No, no, they're not. It doesn't take as much. I think that's one of the the great things about getting old. It, it just doesn't take as much of everything. You don't have to drink as there much you. beer. You don't have to smoke as much weed. Huh. You don't have to. Um, you don't have to have sex as much to be satisfied. <laughs> I still think old people do it. I just don't think they need it as much as young people. Especially when you're like 18, 19, well, if you're a guy, 18, 19, 20. That's all you think about. Is that a discussion we were going to get into? Oh, no, that, that's our that's that's our other secret podcast. Oh, geez. We'll, we'll talk about that next week on our other secret podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. How's your beard treating you? Good. It's gone. Yeah, so is mine. Holy shit, mine was, mine was so fucking good. I'm, I want to go buy another one. Um, I only bought a single can of that because... So I, I bought a ground control and they they got a, a bunch of Definitive and Beechwood this week. And then that's where I bought that from last week, the uh, Mrs. Beer Guy. I bought that in the same uh, the same thing. Do you know the cool thing about... Uh, I'll, you know, when, I get, when I get to my beer, um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more. But um, we are going to untap our beers right now. So I want to know... You had from Bearball. What did you think of your beer, man? How's your beer treating you? Uh, it's good, man. I liked it. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Bear Bottle. What was it? What was it called? I knew it was. I know it was the pills, right? Yes. What was it called, though? Wundergarten. Oh, that's right. All right. Wundergarten. Yeah. <laughs> Wundergarten. And then it, kindergarten. Kinder means kid, right? What does garden mean? Garden or school? Yeah. It's like they're growing the kids, you know. They're, they're teaching them. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I got it right here. Wundergarten, Pils- German Pilsner by Bear Bottle. Well, uh, none of our friends have rated it yet. What would you like to rate this beer at? Oh, dude, I'm gonna give this one a four. Wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, right now it has an overall rating of three point nine three. So you're right there. Um, what are your tasty notes on this one? Uh, what do I say? Germany? <laughs> Laurel and crisp. Laurel and crisp. <laughs> I just like it. I knew what you meant. Like it's German. And you're, you put in the Y in to be uh, the Y at the end of it to be an adjective. <laughs> but it's also the name of the country. <laughs> oh, I like it. And check in. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, man. I, I just can't stop laughing. It's... <laughs> it tickles. It tickles me. Um, mine. This is a uh, Cellar Echoes by Definitive Brewing. I'm gonna give this one a, a four seven five, man. I fucking love it. I I just this is exactly what I want in a double dry hop hazy IPA. So let me see here. Super close to. Uh, I, I, like I said, man, it's almost perfect for me. I think if it wasn't. 
Now, it is, does have a soft mouthfeel, but it's warm. It's warming. If it didn't have that warming, I kind of like the warming effect, but if it if it just kept that a little bit uh, more tamed, it might be a five. It might be a perfect beer. This one's very fucking close, though, so let me see here. Cellar Echoes. There it is. Oh, it has an overall rating of 4.0. None of our friends have rated it yet. So I'm going to give this one 475. I'm going to say it's a uh, sweet mango and melon. That's, 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 oh, man, it's so good. So I said I was going to talk about this a little bit. I, I bought it on uh, an app called an, an app called toast. So ground control over here, excuse me, burping in Litchfield park. They have a, uh, they use the toast takeout app and you could buy, you know, you could pre-order like from their kitchen or their, their coffee bar. You can have stuff waiting for you. So you buy it and then you go, you tell them when you want to pick it up, you give them a window and they'll have it ready in that window. If you want like a burrito or a pizza, or you want like, you know, a cafe latte or whatever, whatever your floats your boat, but you can also order beer or wine or meat or whatever they have on sale. Um, and they'll have it ready for you to pick it up. So on Friday, um, well, during the week last week, I saw that Ground Control was, you know, announcing that they're having this Mrs. Beer Guy, and I was very excited to check it out because I had the the beer guy, and uh, I I wanted to try it. I wanted to support um, the fam, and so I knew I was gonna buy some. I I bought some on the Toast Takeout app um, when I was at the airport, and when after I you know. I, I actually dropped off my coworker. Um, we drove home from the airport together. I dropped him off, and then I went over to Ground Control. It was ready for me, all set. All I had to do was pick it up, take it out. It was great, very easy. I've used it before, but um, but the point I was trying to make though is is I saw Definitive was on there, and I'm like, ooh, let me try one of each of those. I saw they also had Beachwood from Long Beach, California. They had some of a couple of their beers, so I got one of each that was still available, and I put it on the app, and then. So I only got one of these uh, Cellar Echoes, but I got to go back and get another one, man. Maybe I'll buy a four pack because it's fucking great, man. I love this beer. It's really good. Maybe, oh, shit. You know what? Since I'm coming back to uh, California, maybe uh, maybe I'll uh, I'll bring some so you can have one. You want one or not? Hey. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, cool. I'll just have to check my bag. That's the only uh, caveat. Um. Yeah, that's... uh. So, uh, anything else? I'm done. I mean, I think we did all the stuff I had to talk about this week. Well, I, I did it last week because we short turnaround on the recording times for the show. Um, oh, you know what? Just real quick, though. I, I did have some beers when I was at Disneyland. And check this out. I don't know if, if, if you could... If you could... Uh, uh, um, did you make it into the cantina? I forgot to ask No, we, we didn't. We did not make it into the cantina. We walked through it. You know, but we or we walked by it, walked the entrance. But I heard you had to make reservations, or at least you know. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, didn't, I wanted to know if the reservations were still a thing. Oh, you know, we didn't try. I and I didn't even bring it up because I knew we only had one day and our time limited. If, if we were there for like two or three days, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm doing that at least one day. But no, we didn't. But I did. Um, so I, I talked last week. Uh, we had bottomless mimosas at Tortilla Joe's. But um, I was wondering if you could uh, um, relate that. Okay, so I only had like two hours of sleep, right? Um, in in the day and a half that constituted our, our trip. Um, as far as like driving and then being at Disneyland and California Adventures going back and forth. And I was at that point, like it was uh, around seven or eight at night. And I was getting tired and I wanted a, a pick me up. But instead of like getting a soda or a coffee or something, because I knew if at that point of, of tiredness, if I drank some caffeine, I'd feel even though I've never been cracked out before, I feel like all cracked out, like all a like, little jittery, little tense, like kind of like dirty feeling, kind of grimy. I don't know. Do you, do you understand what I'm talking trying to say? Um. Uh not really <laughs> okay so instead i opted i, I don't know if you're dirty I, I feel like for me if i if 
if I need a pick me up and I go with uh, with caffeine, I'm gonna crash. I, I don't know what it is. Okay. All right. Um, I know I, I'm not gonna crash, but I'm just gonna feel like I, I just I just want to take a shower and just like just hang out and just chill and not move. And I'll still be awake, but I don't want to do nothing. But instead, we you know what I opted to because I know you felt this before. Like when you have like, you know what your tolerance is for alcohol, but when you have like just that right amount and you get that little buzz and you feel like a little energy and you feel like, you know, doing it. That's like when people get the, you know, the, the, what do you call it? The, the bravado to do like crazy shit, like go get a tattoo or some shit like that, or do a high, you know, jump off a, a fucking tall building or some, you know, dumbasses that are, you know, backyard wrestling. Um, that it's so that's what I did. I, I got two beers. And I pounded two beers, and I got that little buzz going on, and it let and and I was able to ride that out through the rest of the uh, the rest of the evening, from like uh, from like about seven or no, more like eight, or like eight o'clock to about, to about eleven o'clock. I was feeling great, man. So I opted for that, and you know what? And I, <laughs> I told this to to my daughter's mom because we were there, all three of us were there together, and I told her that, and she didn't think it was a bad idea. <laughs> she liked the idea. She she had one. She had a beer of her own, I think. Yeah, she had a beer of her own, but she didn't do two. I did two. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I and and it worked, and I felt great, and I felt like warm and glowing. I didn't feel all cracked out or anything. I I think it's maybe because I I work a lot of nights. Oh, well, I used to work nights, and then you know if I got barely any sleep, then it would. I just feel terrible uh, if I try to stay up with the uh, with caffeine. With a couple beers, poof, perfect, dude, perfect. <laughs> it was great. So I recommend that. If y'all need to pick me up, and you've been like, and you've been up for you know, in the past forty-eight hours, uh, for like you know, forty-eight of them, or <laughs> no, for like forty-five of them, have a couple beers, man. It'll, it'll it'll get you through those last three hours, man. I'm telling you. There you go. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add this week? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good too. And we will be back next week with another great show. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. All